So, people, I was in a funk. Like, I'm, I'm going to just put that right out there in the beginning, early on. I was in a funk yesterday, clearly, because it was a tragedy. We lost Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, and several others in a helicopter crash. And honestly, that's all that was on TV is global news. That's all that was on TV yesterday. That's all that's on TV this morning. That's all that's in my news feed. So, I had to make a conscious decision to snap out of this funk that I was in and you know I've I've been posting stuff all morning I kind of blasted TMZ a little bit because I felt like what they did was very distasteful it was very disrespectful towards the families involved but you know what it was it wasn't until I posted that rant um going off I'm like I can't make this day or this week you know I I, I have to stay productive I have to you know keep a clear head I have to stay positive through even through something, you know, uh, uh, something as big as losses of life and shit like that. So made a conscious decision that I'm going to, you know, just keep putting episodes out there. Probably I'll probably try to do a few today to get out to y'all. But yeah, man, I have to I got to stay in my groove. I can't you know, I can't take any steps backwards because I'm in any type of mood whatsoever, because that'll you know, that'll transpire into something else. And I don't want it to I don't want to be in a dark mood, people. You know, I want everybody to continue to know me as that somewhat energetic wacky uh movie reviewer and you know giving my movie opinions and stuff like that so i decided i would probably take on a topic that was is it the the movie i'm going to be talking about it's in concept it's not really too far-fetched but some people might look back on the on the, the original films and call it silly they definitely got sillier as it went along but i feel like with the news that we recently got a few days ago I feel like this idea could be a lot of fun, especially with the type of movies that are coming out um, like it's, you know, like the kind of you guys know what the fuck I'm trying to say. The movies of its kind. It could be a lot of fun. So basically what I'm talking about, we got news a couple days ago. I'm not sure how many exactly. We got news that Anaconda is getting the old reboot treatment. You know, they about to they about to buff up that snake, probably put some, you know, put a put a, you know, put some steroids up in it and make it on some you know it's it's said to be a modern take so modern take for me especially when they say it's going to be a bigger budget it's going to be a reimagining and it's inspired by they named the movie in particular that it's inspired by which was the meg so automatically when those things come together in the same article i'm automatically thinking you're going to make this movie of course it's going to be with a bigger budget they stated that but one of the things they're going to do is they're going to really probably put an emphasis on how big this snake is going to be in this movie because I mean, the snake was, it's an anaconda. Now, one thing about me, people, you guys got to know, I don't fuck with like snakes, reptiles, amphibians. Like I, I don't like them. They're just modern day dinosaurs that just took on a different life of their own. I don't, I don't fuck with them at all. Snakes. I definitely don't. I think I touched a snake one time. Um, it was like at the aquarium or at the zoo or something. It was like first grade. No, I think it was at the aquarium. Somebody had a big ass, uh, a big ass python. And I remember this exactly. It was, uh, it was white with like yellow and black spots on it. And they were just letting people just casually touch it. It was a slow moving snake, but you know, I was, I was into, uh, animals and bugs and stuff like that. Heavy as a kid. That was until I learned that they can kill you. So yeah, never again, man. I, I don't go anywhere near snakes. I'm, I'm terrified of them. 
But in the original movie, you know, the snake was pretty fair sized. And this is why I say, you know, when they use turn when they use um, references like the Meg, this can be a lot of fun because while the Meg, I was disappointed with the fact that it was PG-13 because it's a shark movie. You know, the sharks was supposed to be you know chomping people down blood in the water type of stuff i feel like after watching after people and after fans and studios and creators watched piranha 3d um i, I feel like that bar has been set so we really shouldn't get any pg-13 you know monsters and or animals in the water movies but you know I'm, it, it is what it is I, I feel like even if the movie was to this reboot was to be pg-13 it could still work in a lot of ways and i'll i'll explain why i think that is a fact in a second but to backtrack the 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 first anaconda the movies is somewhat dated as far as the some of the effects go but it's still like one of those it's a it's a gem for its time you know, it came out in 1997 and that was, that was, um, I don't know if this was before or after, but I know this, there was, it was during a time where we were getting a lot of those when animals attack movies, those CG practical effects blends. Um, you know, we had Deep Rising, you had Lake Placid, Deep Blue Sea. Now I don't remember the years all these movies came out, but you guys to get the picture of where I'm going as far as like a pattern of those types of movies we were getting and they were all good and the thing about those movies they weren't necessarily scary they were all fun you know the anacondas and the the deep blue seas and the lake placids and the deep risings and stuff like that they were all fun they were get out of the water or get killed type of movies but anaconda was a gem you know 1997 it was directed by Luis Loza and this guy I, I I never knew that he directed the specialist that's another 90s gem which I I remember little to nothing about that movie at all I just know that Sylvester Stallone and Sharon Stone were in it it's one of those you know we were getting those thrillers and actions in uh in bulk back in the 90s that was probably one of the more that's probably one of the, the best golden eras of cinema for me personally um the first Anaconda was written by Hans Bauer Jim Cash Jack Epps Jr who actually wrote the sequel i'll talk about the sequel in a second and i never knew that they had wrote the sequel so now i gotta go back and watch the similarities between the two of course we all know j-lo well before she was j-lo was jennifer lopez she um she was top billing she was the headliner she was one of the main characters in it but one of the things about this cast in general is the cast is pretty underrated and it was it was early on we, we got this underrated cast you had ice cube token black guy who lived Stop, not only lived but killed the snake at the end of the movie it don't get no better than that you know what i'm saying uh john voight who if you if you look at the movie anaconda you can completely take the snake out of the movie and it could just be about them trying to escape or evade john voight at all costs because this guy is just as much as a villain and a threat as the snake is you know john voight plays one of the most snakish characters pun intended uh that he's ever played on screen from what i've seen I think he was a villain in Mission Impossible also, but I, you know, I, I, I remember the first one in bits and pieces. Eric Stoltz was in it, which was, it was weird to see because Eric Stoltz back in the day, like in the 80s, he played in that movie Mask. If anybody hasn't seen Mask, it's, it's a tearjerker throughout, man, but it is a great, great movie. It's actually based on a true story. Um, Rocky Dennis, who had the Elephant Man disease. But, you know, as a kid, I was so weirded out and impressed by that movie at the same time. I thought that really was how Eric Stoltz was supposed to look. You know, when I saw him in a different movie, I think I saw him in The Fly 2 after that. 
And I was like, wait, like he doesn't look like Rocky Dennis. And I, I think somebody was telling me, I'm sure it was an adult. Like, yeah, that was all makeup. He's not supposed to look like that. But Eric Stoltz is actually barely in a movie because he gets stung, you know, by a wasp. It goes up in his mouth and he's like incapacitated for the rest of the movie. Uh, we get a young Owen Wilson in the first Anaconda movie, and he he gets brainwashed by John Voight. He bought his own fate because, you know, he was kind of turning on his girlfriend and his crew. He was an asshole in that movie. Jonathan Hyde's in it. Probably one of the best characters in that movie. Funny as shit. If anybody doesn't know who Jonathan Hyde is, that's my man. He played Van Pelt in the original Jumanji movie. The original Jumanji movie. Not that, you know what, we're not even going to talk about it. I'm not going to get in a funk again. We get Carrie Werher. I can never pronounce her last name either. Um, she was in Eight Legged Freaks. Joseph Castellanos and Danny Trejo is actually the first kill that's in the beginning of the movie. And that just goes to show, like I said in a couple episodes back, I can't remember which one it was. Danny Trejo dies in every fucking movie he's in, basically. So it's like watching it now, I'm not surprised by it. But the first Anaconda is it's entertaining, yo. It's it's not just a you know people could consider it a B movie, but. I feel like they they put whatever budget they felt as though was needed for that movie and it came out pretty good. Now while the CG is dated, I feel like for that time it worked because I remember hearing a lot of um you know, I spent a lot of time in the hood. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm from Uptown Manary, but I lived in South Philly for the longest, which meant, you know, a shit ton of bootleg movies. You know what I mean? I mean, bootleg movies are everywhere, but my bootleg stand was right around the corner on Broad and Ellsworth. So one of the movies I got was the first Anaconda. And I remember like the snake scenes, the audience flipping out. Like, I I wish I would have been in that theater, like as a kid watching that movie. But it worked, man. It, it worked because you, you gave a fuck about the characters. You spent enough time with the characters that um, when something happened to them, you like it, you cared. I mean, at least I did. Um, especially Ice Cube and J-Lo and Jonathan Hyde too. They were my three favorite characters in the movie. But um, as far as the snake, you don't, they don't give you too much of the snake, which is cool. But then towards the end, it's full on, you know, run for your life, which, you know, they earned it. They earned the right to show the, the snake in full slithering, going after J-Lo, you know, going up a um, whatever type of that, that tower was that exploded, you know, when they lit the snake on fire. Everything was earned in that movie. So that's why I call it a gem because, you know, it's, it's one of those movies that, that could have been stupid. It could have been silly. And while there are parts that are silly, like the snake spits up, it regurgitates basically a monkey onto um, Westridge, into Jonathan Hyde's character, right in his face. Nasty as shit. A little uh, nasty looking, little spider monkey looking thing. It just vomits it right into his face it's trifling it's disgusting but it's shit like that that's silly but it gets a reaction out of the audience like yo like why would they just do that type of thing so the movie worked as far as the sequel goes um sequel came out in 2004 anacondas they pluralized it i guess you know in the true fashion of things like aliens you know predators has done the same thing but they called it anacondas the hunt for the blood orchid. Now, I went to the theater. Me and my mother actually went to the theater to see this movie. Um, that's That was our thing. Like, we used to just link up and go see just random ass, you know, uh, horror movies and shit. So, we didn't really know what to expect. I mean, we expected, you know, a shit ton of snakes like the trailer showed. The trailer actually didn't look half bad. I remember the poster. poster was very subtle, but it, it had me going because it was just a hand 
reaching out of a pit full of full of anaconda snakes and i'm like okay they really might go full uh james cameron aliens in this thing and i had even more hope because it was directed you know when I, I didn't know who the director was back then and i remember being in the theater and i think i might have tapped my mom in her seat and i told her i was like that like dwight little directed this and she's like who she doesn't pay attention to directors and shit like that and um i told her i'm like that's the guy dwight h little that directed halloween 4 like he made this movie so i'm ecstatic about that i'm thinking yo this is gonna be scary it's gonna be pulse pounding it's gonna be entertaining no no and i'm not saying i'm not saying anaconda's the hunt for the blood orchid is a bad movie it's just a very lackluster sequel as far as the first one goes and you know people will disagree with me when they say the first ones when i say the first one's a gem so for me to say that about little old anaconda and call the sequel a lackluster that says a lot now again the cast i love the cast you got people from different ethnicities and you they gave you enough time to spend with these characters and the the characters you you know like i said when something happened to them when something happens to them you care at least i did you know you you have johnny messner who he he was also in running scared i can't remember his name he's always like a a goon or a, a take charge type of alpha male type of character this is a guy another unpopular opinion of mine this is a guy i always saw um playing wolverine for some reason I don't know what it is, man. It's something it's something about the guy all scruffy and shit and just leading his team. For some reason, I could see him playing Wolverine. I know that's blasphemy to a lot of um, Hugh Jackman fans, but we all got to get over it because he's Wolverine's about to be recast anyway. But sadly, it's not going to be Johnny Messner. Sadly for me and happily for y'all. Um, Katie Strickland was in it. She's awesome. She was in The Family That Praise. I think she was in The Grudge. I don't remember much of The Grudge. But yeah, she's in those. Matthew Marsden, who played one of the asshole umbrella workers in Resident Evil Extinction. He's an asshole snake in everything. He's like he's like if John Voight had a son. Like if John Voight's character from Anaconda had a son, this was the guy. You know, all he gave a fuck about was going to get the blood orchid because, you know, I get it. It was the key to, you know, it was the fountain of youth in plant form. It was the key to eternal life, basically. So they went hunting in, you know, hunting in uh, the... The forest, the rainforest of Borneo to go look for this thing. You know, no guns, no flamethrowers, no nothing. So, you know, he was an asshole. You had Morris Chestnut in it, which I, you know, they spoiled it in the trailer because he's face to face with a snake in the trailer. Like, it's literally in his face, staring into his soul. So, you know, his ass was done. Eugene Bird was another uh, another black guy. We we had a lot of color in this movie. Well, not not much, but we had a lot. Eugene Bird was in it. Eugene Bird is he actually plays Wink. He redeemed himself in this role because he played Wink in um Eight Mile. And we know he was a snake in uh in that movie. But uh Sally Richardson was also in it. She was in Low Down Dirty Shame. This this had a good cast, man. Nicholas Gonzalez, Carl Yoon. It had a good solid cast behind it. But my problem with this sequel was that it showcased a lot of the characters and showcased a lot of the um you know the 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 bugs and the the crocodiles and the the, the monkeys and shit it showcased a lot of shit but when it came down to the snakes like the snake action 
they really could have upped the ante and they they just didn't do it they did not do it for me like i said the movie's not bad because i like the characters but let's be real it's a sequel to anaconda i like the characters in the first one and while i want to like the characters in this one i didn't get a lot of snakes that's what i'm going for you know what i'm saying like I, I, you know, I, like I said, I, I can't stress this enough. I love characters and everything. I want to root for the characters, but we have to be honest. We're going to see spectacle in the in movies like this. We're going to see what the snake, in this case, the snakes are going to do. You know, they could have pulled off some really creative and uh, scary shit. You know, there's a tunnel scene. It's shot really dark. There's a tunnel scene where the snakes are, you know, there's there's water below them, but they got to crawl through these very narrow tunnels to get out back into the into the jungle. And I feel like with Dwight Little directing that movie, it should have been a lot scarier. There should have been some pulse pounding suspense. I know it's not going to be Halloween, but you can inject some of, you know, what what people admire you admire your direction for into a movie like that. I feel like if, you know, that's like John Carpenter directing a movie about snakes or something like that he can inject that slow burn that that you know no music no nothing that tension build up he can you know if you're you can inject any of your trademarks into any genre of movie any type of movie with any type of premise but like i said i don't hate anacondas the hunt for the blood orchid i had i had a, a fair enough time in the movie to not hate it at all like i said it was just lackluster now with this new reboot that was announced Columbia Pictures is going to take it on. The funny thing is, we didn't get a we didn't get a, a, an actual date for this to come out. Rightfully so, because you know they didn't say 2020, 2021. But I feel like if they would have said 2020, we're getting it. I would automatically felt like they were rushing through this movie. And if they're using a bigger budget and planning to do some big shit and have um, inspiration from something like the Meg, which you know I had, like I said, I had my complaints. But it was a very entertaining shark movie. It's probably in my top five shark movies easily, which isn't a hard feat to do. But, you know, I, it's entertaining. Like, while I didn't get the blood and gore that I wanted, I still was entertained. And I still had a good time watching the movie and watching the shark, you know, do its thing. I did think that the shark was going to be a lot bigger. And that's one of the things I hope they learn You know, if they're taking inspiration from that, I hope they learn from it. I would like, first of all. There's no director. There's nobody. They didn't announce a director. They didn't announce any cast. All they announced was a writer. The, it's being written by someone named Evan Daugherty. And this guy is behind movies like he's written Snow White and the Huntsman, which I've never seen. I really don't have any interest in seeing it. I'm going to be real with y'all. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the reboot, which was not as terrible as it could have been. But it ain't got shit on the practical uh, original movie from, I think it was 90 or 91. That movie had way more heart to it, way more soul to it. It was way more hip and happening, as the kids say today, or as the kids said 27 years ago. Um, and he also wrote Tomb Raider, which was, eh, it was, it was better than the Angelina Jolie ones, but that Tomb Raider movie was, eh. It was it wasn't anything spectacular, in my opinion. So, you know, we got that writer. So we'll see what he does. Now, clearly, he's got a knack for, you know, uh, entertaining things, I guess. You know, um, I, I guess you can 
say he might make it a little bit spunky and you know crank things up a couple notches um and as far as what i would do with this movie casting i actually didn't take any notes on casting because i don't know you know i i, I don't know who i would cast in this movie because honestly let's be real anybody's going to be fair game in this movie except the lead actress whoever they cast as the lead actress you know that's going to be the j-lo replacement you know um she, she's going to be the, or unless they have a male um leading role but you know that's probably going to be the ice cube replacement there are going to be two survivors max in this movie if it's any more than that cool but i do want some cool ass depths in this so that's why i didn't write down any casting because i don't know who i'm ready to see get eaten by a big ass snake yet as far as directing um not really an obvious choice in my opinion but kind of some people might disagree with me uh jamay colette sarah and i really hope i said that name this is director of not only uh, what is that movie called? The Shallows, which was an awesome shark movie. It felt like an independent movie, and it has very tense moments where you don't think this actress is going to make it out of the situation she's in. But the director also did House of Wax, and that's one of my favorite underrated slasher remakes ever. Like, I know it gets a lot of hate because people are Vincent Price purists and, you know, those types of movies back in the day, the black and white ones. But um, House of Wax, he, the director did a bang up job doing House of Wax and uh, The Shallows. But the, one of the reasons I picked that director is because when he did The Shallows, like I said, it's really tense. It's very tense and it's very, um, it's uh, suspenseful. You know, you have moments, like I said, no music at all and the shark will just appear. You know, the, the attacks are are very sudden. Some of them you can see they're they're calculated, but some of the attacks are very sudden and they catch you off guard, which is something that I feel like this movie could definitely benefit from. While I do want it to be a lot of fun, I feel like it could benefit from uh from the snake attacks being executed the right way because snakes strike. It's gonna be hard to miss a big ass snake, you know, trying to strike and you know, hide out in the forest and shit. It's a big ass snake. Of course, you're going to see it. But I feel like um, this movie, it can work. It can definitely work uh, in in uh, favor of movies like the Meg that just came out. Because while the Meg, a lot of people were pissed off at the rating like myself, it did really good. It did fairly well, well enough for them to give the green light for a part two. And Jason Statham supposedly is coming back for part two. And I also think a PG-13 rating can work because snakes aren't sharks or crocodiles or like sea monsters per se. They they swallow you and they eat you. You know, they don't bite you per se to where like blood and shit. Like the first Anaconda movie barely had any blood. I think the worst scene, hardest scene for me to watch was when um, John Voight stuck Eric Stoltz in his neck to stick a straw in there so he can breathe properly after getting, uh, you know, the wasp in his, in his mouth. Uh, that was one of the nastiest parts of the entire movie. But so I feel like with a snake, you know, it, it, it's um, you don't really have to push the envelope too much. So. Damn it, I just lost my entire train of thought just now. But um, yeah, I feel like if they dial it, not even dial it down, but, you know, there doesn't have to be like a an abundance of blood and gore in a movie per se. I do just want some crazy attacks and. To wrap it up, basically, I want some, uh, you know, I, I, I want, you know, an advancement in effects. We're in a time where practical effects are at a peak. CG effects are definitely at a peak, depending on who you get behind it. You know, I recommend Weta Digital. I'm just saying they, they've done some great shit over the years. But um, 
all in all, like as I wrap this up, I wasn't gonna take up too much of y'all time with this. As I wrap it up, I do. This is not one of those remakes where I'm just like rolling my eyes and just scoffing and oh, why are they doing this? You can't improve anything on the on the original. But I, I feel like it's definitely something they could they could advance, they can Im improve on, and they could make it a whole lot of fun. Like it it, it could definitely be a good film. It could be a successful film. They can definitely do sequels because, in my opinion, you know, outside of the the, the second movie the next two don't fucking exist to me the ones with david hasselhoff and all that shit that went straight sci-fi no y'all can keep that shit that's in the category as um as sharknado for me i'm cool off that action i won't go anywhere near those movies i've seen like clips of them on um on um youtube because you know my daughter likes watching the meg and uh you know crocodiles and water animals and stuff so they she would watch movie clips and then they would go into another clip and i i saw one scene from anaconda i think it was called trail of blood i don't know if it was the third or fourth movie but it's it's terrible it's terrible so we've learned a lot we've learned a lot people but to wrap things up people you guys can follow this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Public. Shout out to Anchor for trying to get the podcast on different platforms, man. Definitely appreciate y'all. Shout out to the Tudor reviewers out there. Still pushing. I'm getting closer and closer, man. I'm, I'm pushing to that 300 spins, that Spartan status. So definitely shout out to y'all, man. Appreciate the love and support. Y'all keep me grounded. Y'all keep me afloat with this podcast thing. So I'm definitely not slowing up anytime soon, man. I appreciate y'all so much. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Romero Tudor. Follow the Facebook movie groups and the Maniacs. We talk about movies and, you know, snakes and all types of all that good shit. Any type of water beast movies you can probably think of or somewhere floating around in the posts in that group, man. But, um, yeah, people, another episode of Tudor Reviews in the Can. Yours truly, Romero Tudor. I'll catch y'all on the next one.